All right, fam, I hope you saw the announcement, but we launched the 2023 For the Girl tour dates. We are going to six different cities across the country, and I'm so excited because that means that we finally get to hang out with all of you in person. <laughs> yes, we are so excited. For real, for real, though, we like actually will get to hug you, meet you, talk to you. And you guys know that's one of our favorite things because we're always just behind the scenes here on the podcast and forgetting anybody's out there and listening. So we get to hang out with you. It's going to be the best ever. But even more importantly, you are going to encounter Jesus. If there's any of you listening right now that have just felt a little bit dry in your faith or you've been putting it on the back burner and you're like, gosh, I need to get back to it. I need to be in an atmosphere of worship to be revived and excited about it again. Well, I just really sincerely want to invite you to tour because this night will change everything. I promise you'll leave feeling refreshed, refueled, and so excited about how Jesus is moving in your life. So gosh, I can't wait for that moment. Yes, we have two ticket options for you. The first is just general admission. Tickets are about $15. So you have no excuse not to be there, ladies. The second is our VIP option. We have limited spots at each stop, but essentially you're guaranteed to meet us, get some pictures with us. We're going to save you some front row seats, baby. And then also you're going to have an opportunity to get to the merch first and also have an incredible VIP bag that is full of goodies from some of our favorite brands and companies that we're really excited to introduce you guys to. All of the tickets are available at ForTheGirlTour.com. That is ForTheGirlTour.com. You can check out where we're going, learn more about the event, and grab your tickets. We cannot wait to just hang out with you guys in February. It is going to be such an incredible experience, and we will see you on tour. Woo! Hey, girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real-life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the For the Girl podcast. This is actually our very last episode of 2022, which feels pretty crazy We've done a lot of episodes <laughs> this year, and so, wow, it's a wrap. We're wrapping this one up with a really exciting topic. We're talking to the girl who is looking to refresh her life, and honestly, I feel like this can really be all of us if we are just feeling a little bit drained, a little bit exhausted, maybe a little bit behind, or we just need to reset, and I love to do this, whether or not I do feel empty or exhausted it to hit the reset button and to cast a vision for the new year, to dream with Jesus, set some goals and also new rhythms and your relationship with Jesus is so, so important. So we're going to give our best advice on how to do this. We'll make it quick. I was saying that we've blabbed so much all year long. So it's kind of time to just get to the point. I love that we saved this for the very last episode. (laughs) I know. For one episode, we're going to get to the point. (laughs) But I really do think this is important because I just feel like I've heard from so many people recently how this year, 2022, was just hard and 
lots of tough things that they faced and got them down. And I think it's really easy to go into another year either one of two ways. Number one, with like really good intentions, maybe too high of expectations for change. And sometimes I think we put change in the wrong places when it really just starts with a new heart posture where I believe when we get back into that posture of surrender, God can begin to do some really awesome and amazing things in our life. So some people are like miss New Year's resolutions, setting a million of them. And that's one way they approach the new year. And then some people are just like discouraged. There's no way I'm going to see change in my life just because it's a new year doesn't mean that I'm actually going to see breakthrough in my life, that I'm actually going to see any sort of involvement in my life. I think these are just things that Ken's and I have learned over the last several years that have really helped us to break out of hard seasons. And not that our circumstances change, but this is just some really cool ways to get your hopes up in God again and to center your heart on him again. And so these are just some things that we have done where we have seen moves of God in our life come from them and things that we're doing this year. We're saying, yes, we're going to step into these new year things because we also want to see refreshment in our lives as well. And so we'll kind of just jump on in to the first one. Yes. Okay. So the first one is probably a little bit obvious, but you'll just hear it from us once again. And that's going to be to spend some time reflecting on the last year. And I'm not just talking one quick little 30 minute walk around the block to reflect. (laughs) I think that you should take a whole entire day, you know, pack a bag, go to a little coffee shop, or maybe you need to lock yourself in your room or be out in the sun. Maybe it is an all day hike. I don't know. For me, I might want a little notepad or something like that. We actually have this really awesome vision worksheet that kind of talks all about resetting and resetting your relationship with Jesus, particularly if you're just feeling disconnected from him, or you just need him to like rebirth some dreams or ideas or speak into your identity. This is a great little worksheet. It has less to do about your professional life or social life or life altogether. It's really about your relationship with Jesus. I think it's a great resource. You can find it in the show notes right here. But regardless, take a day, turn everything off, definitely get off of social media. Don't let that distract you. Maybe put your phone on silent, maybe bring like your spouse. But other than that, be by yourself and reflect, reflect on how God showed up last year, what things went really well, what things didn't go well, what things are hard, what things are exciting. Don't let this year pass without reflecting upon it. It's through reflecting that we'll learn what we want to leave behind in the new year and then what we want to take into the new year, what change we want to happen, what things, what growth we want to see happen in our hearts or in the lives of people around us. And this time is so, so important. It's actually really funny. My dad last week sent me an email, which I thought was really funny, that it was in an email talking just about this. He was like, hey, kids, take a day. I've done this since I was young to cast vision over the new year. And I was like, thank you, dad. I think the same. I'll tell all my podcast listeners. So he really heard it first from my six-year-old father. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's so good. You know, Ken's, you and I did this for for the girl a couple weeks ago. We just took a day to like cast vision and it brought so much excitement. It brought so much gratitude and it brought a lot of clarity for our next year. And so I'm really excited to do this for my life personally, life outside of for the girl and life outside of work. And just to see those same things happen, you know, clarity, gratitude, excitement. And so I think this is something that 
we love, love, love doing it. It's so important. So yes, Mr. Baker, good word. (laughs) Okay. So the next one, if you're looking to refresh your life would just be to get in an atmosphere of worship. And Ken and I talk about this all the time. You're probably sick of hearing us say this, but we just so believe that when you're in a posture of praise and when you are in an atmosphere where you're inviting God's spirit into the room really intentionally, that those are the moments and those are the places where breakthrough begins to happen and where just moments with God, encounters with God can happen so easily. I feel like it's a thin place where the presence of God has felt so thick in the room and it's become so real and so tangible to experience him. And this is something that I just feel like, I don't know if we've done it intentionally, Ken's, but somehow so many years we've kicked off the year with these moments of just like soaking in worship. When we were in college, we used to go to the passion conferences to kick off our year. And that was such a cool thing. And I feel like we got so much vision for our life going to an event like that. You know, we go on this for the girl tour every February where we just worship like crazy. And it is so cool. And I feel like it casts such cool vision for the rest of our years. And it's so fun to kick off your year just soaking in the presence of God. And so if you don't have a conference to go to, or if you don't have a For the Girl Tour stop near you, get on a plane, come on, come worship with us. But you can also, you know, find a worship night at a local church around you, even go in your room, lock the door, put on worship music, blast it, and just do that for two hours. Whatever you have to do to just get in an atmosphere of worship. Ken's and I actually decided that this year we are going to spend our first couple of days in January. We're actually going to go to the Passion Conference again together and yeah. kick off our year in just this crazy cool atmosphere of worship and really let that be the thing, this posture of surrender, this posture of worship be the thing that takes us into our new year. And I just know that we'll encounter God there, we'll experience Mm -hmm. him, and that he will really get our hearts in line with his again. Because I think when we worship, that's almost like God molding our hearts back into the formation that he wants it to look like. And so I'm really excited about kicking off our year in worship. People ask us all the time how we stay so excited or committed to our faith when we're pouring so much out. And, you know, I always answer saying this, like it's atmospheres of worship. I mean, every time I'm in an atmosphere of worship, I just get so pumped up again. God creates new vision inside of me again. And I'm reminded of what it's all about. And so if you feel like you're in that place, definitely make this a priority. All right, For The Girl fam, I know that some of you ladies out there are looking to find a man in 2023, and I cannot blame you at all. And we wanted to make sure that you guys knew about an incredible dating app called Upward. Upward is an amazing place to meet other believers who are also looking to maybe meet a lady at the new year. (laughs) Yes. Why is there this narrative that there's no Christian men out there in the world when we got access to a Christian app, you guys? This is a great way to find that man. We have a link in our show notes to download the app 
create your profile and just try the thing out. Oh my gosh. We've been kind of known to be some matchmakers every year. Yes. Yes. And I got to say, the other night I was at a little friend's gathering and this girl was showing me her upward profile and then I was swiping through guys for her just to see what was out there on upward for you guys because I needed to know. I needed to know what was out there. (laughs) And it was so sweet. There were so many awesome guys and they were pouring their hearts out on their dating profiles. They were really saying, I'm looking to find a woman of God. And I was like, come on, I love this. And so (laughs) I don't know if maybe you felt nervous about doing something like this, but I do think it's a really cool way just to connect and meet other awesome people in your area who love God and who are also excited about looking for a relationship that is Christ-centered. And so, yeah, check out that link in the show notes. Download the app if you're trying to meet your man in 2023. Yay! Okay, the third thing we wanted to talk about was entering a season of prayer and fasting. Again, you've probably heard this not just from us, but from even your church. I know my church is doing this probably yours, Mac, as yours doing, do you know yet if they're doing a prayer and fasting moment? You know, I'm not sure if our church is, but Tyler and I have talked about how we are definitely going to be doing that. Tyler's old church definitely did this and my old church definitely did this. And so we're just new. We don't know. We don't know what's coming for us in January yet, but we're doing this. They're church noobs at their new church. So they're happening. But um, actually, I think our church- So are you. What church do you even go to? I don't even know. (laughs) I go to church in the city and I'm pretty faithful and regular. They're macaroni and (laughs) they just announced that they're doing it. So I'm kind of like in the loop, unlike you. So anyway, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Sounds like you're doing this. And You know, why everybody does it is because we've seen this also so much throughout scripture of how leaders and people of faith take a minute to rid themselves of food and of drink or whatever it might be for you to just reconnect with the Lord and again, get vision and dreams and still deepen your heart to renew your faith again. And I really do think that fasting, I know for us, has created like so much like more discipline and self-control in our relationship with Jesus. And that probably doesn't sound so pretty and fun like worship does or getting in an atmosphere of worship, but it's these practices, it's these disciplines that will pour into your new year because faith takes discipline. It's not just all fun and games and we get to go to worship nights and have fun and love people. It's actually sacrifice like this. And it it sometimes means that we have to surrender something in our everyday life. And so get used to this the first month or first weeks of the new year. And I know that I've fallen so out of just regular rhythms and disciplines. Mm. And there's no better time than now to get back to it. And so that's good. Yeah. Do this, be disciplined in it, and do the thing. Yeah, I think it's so easy to create plans for ourselves and create goals for ourselves and create a mood board of what we want our lives to look like. But I think through a season of prayer and fasting, essentially what we're saying is, God, rid me of my plan for my life, and would you fill me with your plan for my life? Would you fill me up with having your vision and your heart for people and your ears for people and your eyes for people and all these different things. And I think it takes that sacrifice and surrender, Ken's, and the discipline of obedience. But the intimacy you feel with God through a season of prayer and fasting is like 
the coolest thing. It's hard to explain. It's that perfect picture of what it looks like to be desperately dependent upon God. It's rare that we're dependent upon God for our basic needs. And so I think when we begin to depend on his spirit for basic needs, we can then train our hearts to depend on him for these more intangible needs like community or faith or hope or joy. We can begin to depend on him for things like that. And I think it's a really cool way to tune our heart to hear God's voice more clearly in our lives. And then also learn how to depend on him, even when we're not in a season of prayer and fasting. And so I think this is, it's just such a cool thing. And if you're scared of it, if you're intimidated by it, I get that. I remember when my church did this years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, this is scary. I don't know what that means. What does this mean? And (laughs) I'd say find a friend who's done it before and let them be your guide in it and walk alongside people with it. And that brings us to number four is don't do this alone. I think anytime you're wanting to see change in your life, you're wanting to see refreshment in your life, it's really easy to make those decisions personally and internally and then never express them. But the problem is when we don't express them to people, we have no accountability. And so we can very easily quit and we can very easily just kind of fade away and forget about these things. And so I think it's so, so important that if you want to see refreshment in your life, that you invite people, number one, to keep you accountable. And then number two, you invite people to do it with you. I think there's something really beautiful about an invitation of saying, Hey, I want to lean into my relationship with Jesus this year. I want to go deeper with him. I want to develop as a disciple of Jesus this year. And will you do it with me? Can we go all in together? Because there will be days when it's going to be harder for you and you need that person who's on the journey with you, who can encourage you, pick you back up, remind you why you're doing this and point you back towards Jesus again. And I think about in my own life, Ken's, you've been that person for me so many years. There's never been a year where I feel like we haven't entered into the year together (laughs) and I'm so much better because of it. We talk really real about the things that we're trying to step into or trying to lean into. And just by me knowing that you know those things, it holds me responsible to these things. And it helps me to be more faithful in the ways that I've wanted to grow as a disciple of Jesus. And so I think just not doing it alone is just makes it so much more fun. And then it also helps you on those hardest days. Yes. Oh my gosh. The best ever. And there was a time where we didn't have each other and friendship didn't look like this. And I know there's probably some of you guys in a similar place. It's actually really funny. Mac and I talk about what it looks like to quote unquote, like pursue a friend. We hear that in the context of relationships sometimes, you know, of the guy reaching out to you first, and then he's the first one to schedule an awesome day. And then he tells you that he likes you and he's interested <laughs> in you and all the things. Well, we got to think that you had to do that also in friendship and in relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, you're like, I don't have anybody. Maybe it's time that you start the pursuit with somebody in your life. I mean, at first, Mac was just a really unfamiliar person. I literally only knew her because other people were like, hey, do you know the other girl named Mackenzie? You know, it was awkward to schedule our first hang. We didn't know each other and we really had to go out on the limb. So I would encourage you in this new season, in this new year to do that same thing with somebody in your life. It's so fun. And now 10 years later, it's crazy. And then finally, okay, finally, this is huge. As you approach all of these things, as you're reflecting, as you're getting an atmosphere of worship, as you're praying and fasting, and you're finding somebody to do this with you, back it all up with some epic, awesome faith and belief that God 
really can do the impossible this next year. I mean, I don't know what this year has looked like for you, but I can speak for myself. Like we've, you've heard it before, this year has been a little bit tough. And there's a part of me, there's a part of my heart that's like, oh, is next year just going to be the same? Am I just going to like stay this way forever? Am I going to be sick forever? Is it just going to be wah, wah, wah? But I don't want that to be, you know, my story. I want to address the unbelief in my heart. And then I want to stir new faith going into the new year, knowing that God can do the miraculous Mm -hmm. and that he holds my year in his hands. And I want to give him full control to do the impossible in my life and to expect big things of God. It's actually really funny when we think of the word expectation, we're like, oh, I don't want to expect much from God. That just feels scary. That feels like I'm going to be let down and it's just going to be not what I like expected or wanted. Mm. And I think that comes from the world around us. We've heard people say like, keep your expectations low. So you're like yeah. not let down. Don't expect too much out of this next year because it's probably not going to be that. And we yeah. hear these narratives over and over again. And it's actually really interesting. The definition of the word expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. And so that means that the core root word to expectation is belief, your belief in what will happen. And Mm. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I believe in God and He's the creator of all Mm. things. I know he's our healer. He's our comforter. He can do miraculous things in my life. And so I can expect, I can believe in big things this next year. And I really do think that our expectations like yield the outcome. If you're going into the year like, oh, I just don't want to expect much. You're probably not going to see God move very much. But if you really walk into the year like, oh God, you're moving. You're all around me. I believe in you and you walk in that, oh my gosh, the biggest, craziest things are going to happen in your life. So maybe for you, if it is a belief issue right now, take some time. All these things, getting an atmosphere of worship, getting into a season of prayer and fasting will restore belief in your life. I really, really do believe. Look back in scripture, look back in remembrance. Like we said first, look at what God did this last year. Maybe it was hard, but you can see some miraculous things. Restore that belief in your life before moving into the next year and experience huge things. It's going to be so good. Yeah. And I just wanted to speak on the believing that God can do the impossible. We were reading a devotional the other day. It was like an Advent devotional and it was talking about the virgin birth and how impossible that was and how impossible that is today. The fact that Jesus was born through this, this impossible, miraculous thing of a virgin birth. And the devotional asked the question, what in your life feels impossible? And I thought that was such a good question because it's not often that we think about that. We don't want to think about the things that feel impossible, but pretty quickly, two or three things in my life came to the surface that I was like, wow, there's actually a lot in my life that I have believed is impossible. I've decided is impossible because I've tried so often and I've just almost gotten comfortable with the idea that's impossible and that's never going to happen. And so I think an important part of this is recognizing what feels impossible in your life 
and then rewriting the narrative there. Because like you said, the power of belief, if I believe that's impossible, then it is impossible. But if I believe that through my faith in God, through my faith in Jesus Christ, nothing is impossible, nothing is not possible through Jesus, then that begins to change my mindset. And I think where my belief needs to be is not that is possible suddenly, but my belief needs to be in in a God who can do the impossible. And so I think for you, even as you're taking that day and you're reflecting on your just past year, maybe also jotting down what are the places in your life that have started to feel impossible or what are the things in your life that you have begun to believe is impossible and surrendering those things to Jesus and saying, Jesus, I believe that through you, all things are possible. And so I am going to put my faith in you this year and just watch whatever happens, watch you do these impossible things. And I think that only when Jesus does the impossible in our life, that only deepens our faith, that only deepens our dependence on him. And so I think that power of belief is so important and recognizing how many of us have places in our life where we believe things are truly, truly impossible and then rewriting the narrative there. So yeah. Yeah. It's so huge. So important. I was actually cleaning out a cabinet the other day in my office and found these little, we had ordered these stones, these little gray stones. Do you remember this? But there was a reason behind it. And well, I know what it was based off. It was based off that story in scripture when God parted the sea and they put stones of remembrance there to remember what had happened. And I know for us in our ministry journey, just over the years, there's been some really dry years, some really hard years and some really difficult things. And we got so excited about the idea of bringing in those dry seasons that God can do the impossible and can do the miraculous, like parting that sea. And so I don't know, I was reminded of that and the power of those stones as I was cleaning up the closet. Yeah, Yeah, I do need to like start writing some stories down on these and keeping them in my back pocket because every year seems so much more challenging sometimes. And so I want to do it closer to Jesus. So yeah, anyways, we talked about some good stuff in this one. Yeah. A quick, short little episode, but hopefully just got you excited about just some refreshment in your life and just ways that this year next year can look different, that you can find hope again, that you can put your trust in Jesus and actually stick with it and stay rooted in his promises and rooted in his love for you. I'm just really excited for what all that God has in store. Excited for these next few days because Ken's and I behind the scenes are going to be going in on some worship. We're going to be doing our reflection. We're going to begin this prayer and fasting season. And we're just really, really excited that you guys are in it with us. And We cannot wait to be back for some really, really fun and exciting episodes in 2023. Check back mid-January for a refresh of the For The Girl podcast. We will catch you then. (laughs) 